Welcome to the Start Over Coffee podcast. My name is Shaquilla Smith and I lead the community and marketing here at Start. Start Over Coffee is all about having conversations with creators in the Salt Lake City area. And for this episode, we'll be interviewing entrepreneur Vinny Dominguez, CEO and co-founder at Linker Dots and Triumph Supplements. And so Linker Dots is a digital marketing agency that takes your business to the next level. And Triumph Supplements is a workout supplement company designed and created to get you in the zone during your workout quickly and consistently. And on this podcast, we'll be discussing his startup, Linker Dots, and how digital marketing is important to grow your business. So, hey, Vinny, how are you? Good. How are you, Shay? Good. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm really grateful to be here. I'm really excited. I really love your community. And it's great to be a part of that community, the starter community. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so cool. So you have started a new company, Linker Dots. Um, so that's pretty, like, I'm pretty sure that's keeping you busy because now you have two startups that you're working on. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. I actually started Linker Dots about 10 months ago and it's been a lot of fun. It's been, it's been an incredible journey into digital marketing and uh, growing the company has been so much fun and it's really been fun because my other startup that i have the ecom company they sync together really well so we actually use that as our we call that our incubation company where we actually help linker dots helps that company grow while putting you know our internal marketing team to do that oh cool that's clever actually i like how you make it coexist and make it make it so then like when one business grows, it helps the other business. So that's really great. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that uh, we, we look for. And we, we like a lot. So it, it's been a lot of fun. So cool. Yeah. Um, let's, let's have the uh, podcast listeners uh, listen to kind of who you are, what you're working on get a little background. So yeah. Tell us about yourself and what you're working on. Yeah, I mean, how far would you like me to go back? I mean, back into the Brazil days? Whatever or... you want, honestly. It's <laughs> open-ended for you. Okay, awesome. Well, that's great. Well, I'm Vinny Dominguez. Uh, I came from Brazil. My whole family migrated from Brazil. And we came here. I was born in Orlando, Florida. My brother was born in Provo. My little sister was born in Sao Paulo. So it was a lot of fun to come here. It was very interesting to learn English. That was very exciting for me. English was definitely not an easy language to learn, especially when you come, you know, from speaking Portuguese your entire life. And that was really fun for for us. And my dad has always had the entrepreneurial mindset, you know, really hardworking, came from a very, very poor family. And so when he came to America, he saw America as the land of opportunity. He said, you know, this is where we're going to take our kids, you know, and we like to say something. It's a, we, have you ever seen a Knight's Tale? No. Well, there's the, if you, if the listeners have seen a Knight's Tale, there's this part where he says, oh, William, did you change your stars? And that's kind of like a model that our whole family had growing up. And he's, you know, that was something that we talked about with my dad and it was, it was just really fun for us. So he's always had that. He's always been very hardworking and me and my brother, we really embody that spirit. And with Linker Dots, it's actually me, my brother, my dad, and uh, two other partners who actually opened up the company. So it's been really fun. It's, it's still a family thing. Me and my brother are actually the ones working uh, heavily on it. And my dad is over there giving us you know, advice, especially when it comes to sales. He's, he's a great salesman. He's something that he does really well. So it's a little bit about me. And uh, I've been in Utah my entire life. I love Utah. What a beautiful place to be and a great place to start up a company as well. Sure. Yeah. That's an amazing story. I think um, it's so cool to be on the business and everything, like just you as an individual and how you grew up, I think says a lot about you and um, what you're pursuing is really ambitious. And I, I think, you know, it's obviously cultivated in your family. So that's such a beautiful thing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Welcome. Yeah. So talk about Triumph Supplements a little bit and then Linker Dots, mm-hmm. um, kind of what stage you're at, um, what, what are those startups about? Um, yeah. A little bit about your mission there. Of course. Uh, do you want me to start with Triumph first and then Linker sure. Dots? Okay, yeah. great. So Triumph Supplements is a company that I started about in 2019. It's a nootropic for gamers. The goal for that product was 
I saw a trend in the bodybuilding community around 2007, 2008, and that's when a lot of supplements were coming out and the public didn't have a lot of scientific literature on those ingredients. And so what I started to notice is this evolution within the bodybuilding community and ingredients and effective supplements and effective doses. And I thought to myself, okay, is there something similar to that in the gaming community? Because I've always had, I've always loved to lift and I've always loved to play video games. Uh, those two things were always, uh, took a lot of stress out of me. So I thought to myself, you know, I said, okay, is there anything like this in the gaming community? So I started to dig deep and I noticed that it was very a very similar trend in the gaming community where a lot of the companies that were coming out that were making products that the ingredients, they weren't effective. They were very watered down. I mean, just not effective dosage. It would require multiple scoops for in order for it to be effective. And I thought to myself, I can create something better. And I found the scientific literature for the ingredients that I wanted to. I read it. I had uh, multiple test trials and I created a triumph, which then it started to become that something for gamers. Cool. I love it. How about linker dots? Oh, linker dots. It, it, it's actually because I started triumph in 2019, I started learning a whole lot about uh, digital marketing and picking up mentors and people were just teaching me how to grow your company, how to scale your e-com brand. And I was learning, learning, learning. And then when triumph was being, while triumph was growing and building, I and my dad actually introduced us to a couple of our mentors and the people who work alongside us as partners in Linker Dots now. And they actually had grown their own e-com businesses up to five plus million dollars. They had done multiple uh, digital marketing and they were teaching me. And I thought to myself, I said, you know, I, I've learned so much. I've grown so much. And I go, I want to bring this back to people as well. And I want to I give it that. back. I go, that's something that I have always thought to myself. I said, you know, we could give back to people, of, of course, you know, at the value that we believe it's right. And I thought to myself, you know, Hey, I talked to my brother. I said, we could do this. I go, we could teach people about it. We could, we could help them. We could help them grow their companies. We could help them scale. We can help them make their dreams come true. I mean, it's, it's something that's happened to us. It's something that we could do for other people. I said, let's just put our minds together and let's go get it. And my brother said, yeah, definitely. Let's go. So <laughs> we were super excited. And that was kind of the journey the transition into that. And it was, it was really fun for me. Cool. I love that your brother hypes you up, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. it just helps it, you know, just having the other person telling you that like, let's do it. I think that really helps. That's way awesome. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. So, so how did you know you were an entrepreneur? How did you start as an entrepreneur? Was it just triumph supplements and you were like, I found a problem and a solution or I mean, like, how did you know? Was it something that you've always known? Yeah, I would say something I've always known, something I've yeah. always watched my my dad do and my mom do. One thing that I'm really grateful for is my mother and how strong she is because I mean, I'm just saying some of the stuff my, my dad has endured has definitely been because of my mom. And she also has that <laughs> spirit about her. She's also very simple. So uh, for me, how I started becoming an entrepreneur and knew that that's what I've always wanted to do is when I was eight or nine, we were living in Conwood Heights. And I said, dad, I'm going to build a bike company, like a, a, a fixing bikes. And my dad said, yeah, I mean, okay. You know, <laughs> so I got a bunch of posters and a bunch of signs and I started writing, Hey, $5, I'll fix your whole bike for you. Doesn't matter what kind, what kind of problem it has. And I started just putting up signs in my neighborhood and um, got a couple clients, then <laughs> I had the funniest story. I actually shut down that little business because one client came in and yeah, you know, he's let me work on his bike, you know, $5. I mean, it's not a whole lot. And I couldn't fix it. I couldn't fix the bike. It was terrifying. And my dad said, all right, Vinny, you go back and you return his money, return his bike. And you, and you say, I couldn't fix your bike. And that made me a little sad to, you know, shut down that little business that I, you know, a little bit. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's amazing my, that's my starter story and growing up I I've always been uh more of a as you could tell from my hair more of a a free kind of wild kind of I, I like to experience new things and learn how to scale and grow and I before I went to college I knew that as soon as I out of high school that's the first thing I want to do I want to build a business so when I went to college I said I'm going to build a business. I go, you guys teach me how we're going to do that. I'm going to do that. And that's, that was. 
That's amazing. Started very early on for me. That's hilarious. You're like, I always knew. Um, I love how you knew not that much about bikes and you were like, I'm just going to do it. Yes, that's always been my mentality because I know that I'll learn and I know that I will be able to, through experience, I will learn the greatest amount. And that's what I do. I'm the kind of person that I, I do. And if I make a mistake, I go, hey guys, I made that mistake. I apologize. Would you like to teach me uh, how to do that better? And majority of the people that are around me right now, if not all the people that are around me right now, they always, yeah, I would love to. Here's what you did wrong. Here's how you can grow. Here's how you can get better. And I love that. For me, that's something that's very entrepreneurial. And I love being able to, I'm not saying that we make a lot of mistakes, but I love to be able to make mistakes and grow from it. To to me, that is incredible. I'm I'm not afraid to fail. I have no fear of that. I failed, I failed when I was young. That was very dramatic already. So I, you know I mean? That was my one, one experience. It's like, ah, not going to do that again. Yeah, that's hilarious. I, you know, that is the mentality of an entrepreneur. I mean, you really have to take risks and sacrifices and be willing to learn and grow because it is such a humbling experience. I mean, all the times we think we know something and then we always get like we always get told something more than we knew or that we're wrong so i mean we just have to learn and grow through experience am i doing i totally agree 100 that's amazing thank you so yeah of course let's talk about linker dots and basically digital marketing and the basics of digital marketing of course i mean I'm sure based off what you told me in the story, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, linker dots, you kind of just learn to do digital marketing based off of your other startup. And um, so what, what in digital marketing have you found different from t- traditional marketing um, and traditional marketing strategies? Of course. Yeah. One main thing that I can say uh, if people who do digital marketing will know this for sure is that it's a lower cost than traditional media. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's so much lower than, uh, television commercials, radio, billboard, yeah. magazine ads, mail, you know, mailbox. I mean, it's, it's so much, it's a less cost and it allows for companies similar to Triumph that were, were small from the start to really get good brand visibility, which is incredible. I mean, it does allow for us to even out the playing field, especially when you figure out your break-even funnels, your specific funnels, your, your value ladders. It really does allow for you to build a company from the ground up with almost no funding to a big company. And it, that is incredibly beautiful about digital marketing. That's one thing I know for a fact that's very, very different and incredible. Yeah, I think it's interesting because looking at the market today and every year it it changes, especially digital marketing, it just changes every year in the saturation and like the new ways of marketing and strategy. And I was thinking about TikTok the other day. I'm like, how crazy it is that people on TikTok just blow up and because of visibility, just because of visibility. And I mean, it doesn't take, no longer takes a bill of board, you know, a crazy bill of board that costs, I don't know, I don't really know how many, how many dollars it costs for a bill of board per month, but say like 500, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy how much savings and cost um, you really help your company grow without having to just put money into it. Yeah, 100%. And a billboard is a huge upfront investment that you make. Yeah. Of course, you have your products and your services that you you invest into. There are incredible strategies that some startups use. That I have been working with a, with a startup as well that what they what we did for them is we actually did a whole pre-sell order. We built up their entire email list and SMS list and then from there as soon as their products dropped boom, all the emails went out, all the SMS went out, their entire strategy, and people just come in and start buying it. And it was, it was incredible to see. And that's what digital marketing allows for us to do as well. Yeah. Uh, that email list, that SMS list, they're incredibly valuable yeah. for all the companies because it becomes traffic that is yours. That's you own, you own that traffic. You can transfer it to multiple different places. And that's something that I learned as well with and digital marketing besides traditional marketing, right? Sure. Words, you don't own them. They're not yeah. yours. Those are yeah. not your assets. You always have to continue to pay for them. But email and SMS, those are your assets. 
Yeah, no, I love that perspective. Yeah, I think that's such a good perspective I haven't really thought of. It's like, you really do own them. And it's with that email list, I mean, it's easy because you know that they're interested, right? Like it's already targeted for you once you targeted that audience. Um, And that email list, it's like, you could tell them whatever and then they'll be alerted. It's a crazy, like there's text message now, there's email, there's now LinkedIn. Like it's crazy how many different ways you could reach your target audience now. Exactly. And think about uh, something as well as the Facebook groups or the Slack groups that you currently have, Discord groups. I mean, those groups, they can just build organically and that becomes a lot of traffic that you can Honestly, uh, you could build your entire Slack community by bringing people free value. And from there, people just start to buy your product because they start to resonate with you and they start to see you as just not a company, but as a person as well. And that brings a lot of value to you as well. I mean, that's what digital marketing allows traditional marketing with billboards, with television commercials. It, It doesn't do that. It doesn't have that same personalized feeling. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I would agree. I mean, it's interesting too, right? Because a lot of people, and this is in the startup community, is like a lot of people want traffic to their direct website, which is amazing. Like everyone wants that. Mm -hmm. But what do you think about the methods of SEO and building that and like making sure when you type in example um, start that you're the first one? Um, what are your thoughts there? Because it's so saturated now. I think people worry about them not getting website traffic. That's a great question. One thing that I definitely have to say is start now is SEO is a long-term game. 100%. Yeah. And some companies, they don't have the endurance for it. Honestly, it takes constant uh, correcting of backlinks, constant correcting of tags and where you want to be placed and how you want to be placed. It's a, it's a long-term game. It takes months if not years to really build up your domain authority score and one thing that a lot of people when it comes to seo that they need to consider as well the fundamentals need to be put in place so setting up your google my business listing and taking advantage that everything that google my business has and publishing frequently on social media yes that sometimes does help with your seo listing Um, it's not only just about the links but it's also uh, building increasing your brand mentions online and all of these things, they work in unison. There's just so much that goes into SEO. That's why I say some companies don't have the endurance for it. That's why it's great to outsource it to digital marketing companies, because that's literally what we do on a day-to-day basis. Our technician is the one that goes out there and, and does it on a day-to-day basis. There's a there's multitude of other ways uh, to, build your, to build your SEO. For example, publishing press releases, which is great. That's something that we've seen really skyrocket domain authority. I know a lot of people say that it's saturated with SEO. Uh, What happens is that if you don't continue staying on top and continue building that, someone's going to come overlap you. So you you can't just say, well, I've reached domain authority score. Let's just just say for the sake of numbers, 40, which is a great domain authority score. It's strong. And you stop there. And then you say, well, I've I've reached 40. Okay, but you've got to continue that and continue building and with that, you can lose your position if you don't. So something to definitely think about when people say it's saturated in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I think about e-commerce specifically in the sense that like, I feel like Google ads, you know, um, is taken and overran by these big companies. Like if you Google t-shirt, you're going to get huge companies at the, at the top of shopping, for example. And so then it, all these small businesses, they need some traction. They need some presence there. I mean, and it takes a lot of money in that sense, but SEO, I feel like is a good way. If you have your SEO nailed down, it's a good way to compete without having to, to do Google ads. Yeah, definitely. Google ads is is something that we've seen for some of the e-com companies that we're working for that is working well for them. Even though they're smaller companies, not That's bigger companies. That's great. We've seen that work well. It, our Google ads technician, he really understands the keywords and the phrasing necessary to really get people to click on it. And it's been uh, very fun to see them. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I know like, there's like bidding wars that happen yeah. for Google ads and I'm like, 
it is way over my head to be honest the the bidding wars I'm like oh my gosh I don't know if I could do that that is insane um but that's amazing yeah I kind of I kind of want to dive a little bit into that a little bit more on how sales growth and revenue generation and how digital marketing helps that. And I know that's very vague, but Mm -hmm. I mean, with social media, with um, SEO, what have you seen? Like, what are some strategies you've seen that have driven sales generation and revenue generation um, directly? Okay. One thing that I've seen directly is not focusing on just one sales channel. That is a huge component of marketing and digital marketing. If you focus, I read a cool story from Russell Bronson in one of the books that he provides as a traffic secrets. And he was talking about the earlier stages of Google ads when he was running Google ads and he was in his dorm room. And what happened was he was just focusing on just Google ads as the the traffic source to his site. And then as soon as Google ads changed their algorithm or the way that it worked, everything came crashing down. And that's what everybody needs to keep in mind is that you need to focus on each component of your business in the digital marketing space to really compile and put everything together because the little pieces that you do get, those are very essential. And that's why something that I mentioned earlier was the email and SMS is to build the traffic that you own because that's in the back end. So when we're looking for sales growth and revenue generation. I do want to give one example, if you don't mind. We currently work with, we currently work with a company where they were a bit old school and they didn't really know much about digital marketing. They didn't really want to go into it. And we actually ended up talking to them and said, hey, look, we believe that'd be really beneficial for your company to come in and start doing some digital marketing with us. We were able to get them on board and they were we were able to give them 10 times X ROAS. So return on ad spend, which has been amazing because they officially, they have a good product and people want it. And there's a lot of people within that space, but because we were able to combine everything together, we were able able to make them grow in that sense in the sales revenue. That's looking on, on the front end. You want to think about your front end and your back end. And a whole lot in between, in between that. So sure. When it comes to revenue generation, what we look for as a company, this is one of our targets uh, for every single sales channel is to have at least a two X ROAS. So at least, so this is a two times return on your ad spend for each client and every sales channel that they go in. And then we like to optimize their backend funnels. This is optimizing their SMS list optimizing their AOV, so their average order of value, Mm -hmm. and optimizing their email list to figure out, okay, this customer didn't buy, so we send them an abandoned cart email. Okay, great. Uh, We're going to run multiple tests on different types of emails and see which one of these emails will convert for the person who abandoned the cart. And then when after they and say, okay, this email has been working really well to get them to come back and actually buy. Great. So we're going to use this one and it's, it's going to be used multiple times. And then we're going to put up against another test. We, in our company, we love to test. That's something that I love about digital marketing. Remember how we were talking about earlier about failing? We love to test because it's kind of what happens. I mean, with so many changes that digital marketing has, it's so constant. Testing is the best way to go. Yeah, that didn't work. Okay, cool. We're trying this. Okay, this worked great. Scale it, make it, make a move, make the needle move. Let's turn it. All right. Optimize uh, the back end, make sure that everything's flowing well in the back end as well. So we can optimize it, continue to get reoccurring revenue there as well. Our yeah. goal is to get our clients recurring revenue and increase their AOV and lower their CPA. That's kind of the general idea. Sure. No, I think that was super detail oriented. Like the way you <laughs> explained that was so detailed. Um, no, I think that's amazing. I think something that really stuck out to me, what you said is like, it's always changing. Like digital marketing is always evolving. And for me, it's like, it is testing, like, you know, marketing on my end. I'm like, always testing things. You don't just don't know what's going to work. It's, you know, but don't be, um, married to to a test you know (laughs) that's the thing like you can't get married to it because when you get married to it you get frustrated and um basically I I wanted to kind of talk about um digital marketing tools that you you utilize or is it just strategies I guess um but what are they what are the tools or strategies that you utilize of course so 
that is a woo, loaded question. I love it. That, that's a great loaded question. So let, let's start out with some of just the tools and then we'll, we'll move on to the strategy. So tools, cool. we you like to use for Google ads. Of course, we, we use our Google ads tools. We like that for Facebook. We also, for Google ads, we like to use Google Tag Manager just to be able to track our analytics and our Google Pixel. For Facebook, we use a uh, Facebook Pixel helper to track the pixel, make sure all the pixels are in place within it. For e-com, we specifically like Shopify because there's mm-hmm. a, a lot of internal apps within Shopify that we really like. Well, one example, uh, some of my favorite apps, okay? This is called Giftbox. Mm-hmm. Giftbox is an incredible app. If you go to Triumph, there's a little gift box, a uh, little pop-up that pops up. Uh-huh. And it says, if you spend $55, you get a free t-shirt. Oh. Well, that's great because on our end, they it actually doesn't cost us a whole lot to produce that t-shirt or make it as anybody who makes apparel doesn't cost us a whole lot which is great for us so what i what i really like about this is that it increases our aov per order so our average order value which normally would be let's assume uh just for the sake of the price point 30 dollars. but now they're paying 55 dollars or more and now we increase our aov which means our cost per acquisition or cost per sale can be a little bit higher which means we can run more tests and it, again, it all goes together on that little bit. So that's one that I really like sure. gift box to increase the AOV total. I also like postscript.io for SMS texting. I, I like it, I like their automations. They send the, the text messages look good, but I like SMS. So if you decided that you wanted to put an SMS um, app on your, your store, definitely do it. I like postscript.io, it's worked well. I like Clavio. Clavio, everybody says a little bit different. That's the email marketing <laughs> one that I like. I know I have others who like MailChimp. MailChimp is also really good. Not one I've used, uh, not, not one I haven't used frequently, but one I don't use frequently because mm-hmm. I like Clavio better. Yeah. Uh, this is my personal preference. Uh, there are a couple of themes as well that I like to use as tools, right? So there's a, it's called out of the sandbox themes. These are for Shopify, specifically for e-commerce and Shopify. They're already optimized for mobile, optimized speeds. It looks great. It functions super well. And it's just clean. It looks great. It's a great looking theme. It's very easy to install. I like that as well. I, for another way to increase AOV, I like one click upsell as well. One click upsell. So after a person checks out, already purchases, then an upsell comes. And this upsell will then give them, for example, if you buy one bottle of Triumph, the, uh, so it goes to the thank you page and it pops up an additional page that says, hey, would you like another bottle of Triumph for 20% off or 30% off? This oh, also helps with the increase of your average order value, which then it goes back to the you know whole part. Those are some tools uh, that I like as well. And just for you know, increasing AOV, helping out with the clients, looking at their back end and a little bit of their, their front end as well. When we talk about strategies, man, we can go into a lot there. We have like a specific <laughs> <Right>? idea <laughs> on what we want to do, <laughs> on uh, maybe a strategy that you might have in mind or something you're thinking about it. Maybe a strategy um direct to I and I think you hit a lot like already on the tools you basically hit on the strategy aspect of it as well but um maybe a little bit about how you strategize um more sales um for a new product for a product launch for even an app I mean yeah, just touching up on strategy to to increase more sales. Of course. One thing that we like to do is uh, engaging short videos, you know, really engaging with that. the sh- short videos. They're, they're really nice. They're great for ads yeah. and they're, they're great for social media as well. Things that are right, concise, to the point. We, we like those a, a lot. Uh, for strategies for growing more sales, it's very dependent on the type of industry uh, that we're that we're in, because for e-com we'll have different strategies. We'll have different strategies for sales. For linker dots, we'll have different sales strategies as well. But sure. one that I really like that's quite universal that everybody can do that's free. It pretty much doesn't take a lot of. It just takes time to do. And this is 
uh, a reference that I like to call again, I got this from uh, Russell Bronson. I'm a big, big fan of who he is. Uh, do you know Russell Bronson is the yeah. owner? You found a click on his yes. He says your dream 100. I, I love looking mm -hmm. and modeling after your dream 100. I, it's great. We, we like to look at the dream 100 of the, the companies that we possibly are working with. And then say, okay, what do you, what are the, what does their ideal customer look like, and why? What are they doing? What are they saying? What kind of content are they posting, and what are they saying within that content? How are they engaging with their potential customers or potential clients? And we like to start to look at that and say, okay, great. Starts to give us ideas on type of content that we can post. So this is a strategy for getting more sales that's organic that won't cost someone a lot. Uh, for now that, that someone could do and we go in there we'll actually comment we'll talk we'll engage with people we'll repost we'll share we'll buy their merchandise and this will allow for them to see who we are and with that it becomes really cool because we start to build a really fun relationship with them and then slowly but surely we end up uh, talking with them and then you know sliding into their dms <laughs> <laughs> and talking with them and saying hey we you know uh, it's great to meet you it's great to know you uh I, I, you know, and not sell them off the bit, but just try to get to know the person themselves and really personalize and empathize with that person and slowly build that relationship. So some of we really like for sales is building relationship. Yeah. And that's, it's really fun for me. That's an organic, you know, free way that anybody could do. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, uh, you hitting on how you slide in people's DMs and mm -hmm. the customer relationships are really important. Like, it's funny, um, what has gone viral the last couple years is just like crazy fast food companies on Twitter tweeting mm -hmm. crazy stuff. And people like, it goes viral <laughs> because people are like, whoa, they're paying attention. And yeah. I think a lot of it is like, if your company is paying attention to other people than itself and their cells, it really does show um, in how they care and how they interact. And I, I love that. I think that's a great strategy. Um, speaking of content strategies, what have you noticed that has changed from 2020 to 2021 um, thus far? Shorter attention spans. <laughs> yeah. On, on, honestly, shorter yes. attention spans. I mean, I can't emphasize enough how much people's minds have shifted in that way. They're just, if you don't catch their eyes within a couple of seconds, it's unlikely for them to return and even think about you again. Yes. And that's something that when you're building your customer avatar, your customer persona, you really need to consider. Is this person constantly where? Where are they located? Are they on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? So if so, how can I create the most engaging video, photo, creative, headline copy that will catch their attention like that? And if I can do that, I can win a customer. That is such a good point. I think a lot of it, it's funny because I, I like long form podcasts. I think some people prefer that, you know, a lot of people do, but so, so many people when they're looking for a product, especially, especially e-commerce, I mean, yeah, you're right. Their attention span is literally so short and especially on social media, especially if you're marketing on social media. I mean, people scroll so fast, they click away so fast. I mean, that is such a good point. Yeah. yeah. Make sure that your website uh, loading speed is very quick because <laughs> yeah. people will not take the yeah. time to open it. I'm telling you, it yeah. blew my mind how much that changed over this past year because so many more people are on their phone. They're not, you know, working multiple different jobs. They're not doing they're just not working as much. You yeah. Know? So they're spending more time on their phones. And That's a good point because of that you just you have to make sure that everything is optimized and yeah. your landing page speed has to be optimized as yeah. well yeah i would agree something interesting um just like the past year i've noticed since small businesses have gone you know sometimes obsolete so some small businesses have disintegrated because of covid and mm -hmm. i've and some have just like done well or have barely made it whatever but some of the restaurant like websites have just completely stopped working 
there's so many of them and I'm like dang it it just makes me not want to go there because the menu isn't showing like I mean it's crazy how important a website could be especially if you use Google for a location you know I'm like I Google for example pretty bird I love pretty bird it's like super good (laughs) go to pretty bird and then you you click on their website I mean from Google and I mean how important that is especially for you know retaining customers but getting new ones yeah 100 yeah. and and correct me if I'm wrong I don't assume anything but but you also look yeah. at the reviews on Google as well I'm assuming yeah right before you make your decision and yeah that's where SEO comes in and that's where having this is something that I actually forgot to mention earlier another app that I love uh, for Shopify is uh it's <clears throat> stamped stamp.io it's a reviews it's for reviews it looks beautiful and reviews are essential in the digital yeah. marketing age because people resonate with other people's reviews i can look at multiple different reviews and for me when i'm, I'm actually purchasing something i will look at the three-star reviews and not the five and not the one because sometimes one becomes I, i've read some one-star reviews that i thought this has nothing to do with the product yeah <laughs> And it seems very, very personal. Right. <laughs> and I'm sorry that you had a personal attachment to this product, but yeah. it's not, I, for me, I personally don't feel that it's a fair review. So three stars, two and a half stars, you really start to get to the nitty and gritty of how people honestly feel about a product or a service and make a good determination from there. So like That's you said, example. from Google. And uh, reviews, very, very important. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, when you dive into digital marketing, there's just so many, there's so many things. It's Mm -hmm. overwhelming. You have to definitely start like going in funnels, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and diving in. And I think Google is a funnel in itself. And you go way deep into Google and how that works. And I mean, how about Google Analytics? What's your... um, What's your thoughts there? And then um, versus Facebook analytics. I mean, they're obviously two different platforms with two different purposes, but what do you think about those two? Uh, Great question. So first I want to start out by saying that Apple and Facebook are currently have a really big feud (laughs) (laughs) and that messed up a lot of Facebook analytics and that's very unfortunate. So right now, Facebook analytics, in my opinion, is, is, is skewed then that's where Google Analytics comes in. It kind of, it compensates for some of the stuff that happens within Facebook. Some of the stuff, not all of the stuff, of course. We still look at a couple metrics. One metric that we want to look for that we actually increased our average after this Apple update is the link click-through rate. We increased our average to uh, 3%. It's amazing. To make it even higher. Just the goal for that was, guys, we need to make sure that the link click the rate is higher because the Google, the Facebook analytics aren't as complete. And then we also started asking for the back end of our clients as well, which majority of them that we had, but some of the ones that we didn't have that some clients weren't as comfortable, you know, saying, Hey, you know, I want you mm. looking in the back end. Some clients are that way, but then we had talked to them, Hey sure. guys, because of this, we need to understand what's going on in the back end so that we can truly optimize and help you guide as much as possible. Google Analytics, I'm a big fan of. I actually look at Google Analytics on a regular basis. Yeah. We, we, we all do. We like to see it. I also have it attached to a majority of our e-com sites. And we like to we see the revenue from it and almost syncs up from Google Analytics to Shopify. Sometimes they're not completely perfect, but they do work. But Google Analytics for me is a lot more accurate. And it I also agree. gives me organic search as well. So what's going on with my SEO? And where people are going, how long they're spending on my site. This is all great stuff to track. So I am a bigger fan of Google Analytics than I am Facebook Analytics. <laughs> I agree. I, it's amazing what Google Analytics could tell you um, and the reports you could create in there. And yeah, it's it's so insightful. And I think utilizing that tool and really understanding what each metric means 
and dissecting that is really important for your business. So yeah, yeah I totally agree. I mean, Facebook analytics mm-hmm. kind of makes me mad because I go on there and I, it's kind of messy. I can't really understand. Like sometimes I have to really dig through tabs to just see how many link, like link clicks on a specific post. Like you really have to die. It's just not user-friendly in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you really have to dive in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Facebook, Facebook is a whole uh, another beast. And that's uh, something that and we've gotten good at conquering. Yeah. But with this in a new Apple update, I mean, we still, you know, again, we increased our average. It's still, ah, it's never been my favorite look of (laughs) analytics. I agree with you. It's so, I don't know. My perspective just feels a bit, how do I say? It's organized after you organize all of your columns. Yeah. I don't know how to explain the thought that I have in my head about a Facebook. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like a gut feeling. Like, yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just not as clean. It's not as yeah, seamless. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Um, so I want to kind of go back and step back and kind of talk about link, linker dots and mm-hmm. just you as a digital marketing agency, what um, sets you apart and what has been, I mean, the thing that makes you stand out as a digital marketing agency, because there's so many of them. It's like, how do people pick? How do people choose? What makes you guys different? What makes us different? One, we have multiple things that make us different. One thing that we like to pride ourselves in is no contracts, no contracts at all. We only work month to month. So if you're not happy with our work, cancel like this. Hey guys, we're not going to work together on the month of, of June. Say, you know, we apologize for anything that we can do uh, to continue making this uh, better for you. Are you willing to give us another month? And, you know, we have a lot of clients who they really like working with us month to month. And that not only shows like us as a company that we're comfortable with our work and not only comfortable, but uh, aggressive and proactive with our work because we're, we're saying, hey, guys, by next month, we understand that this client can no longer be with us. We need to continue making this work for them and mm. making it happen. And that also brings us uh, customers that are quite loyal to us because for month to month, they have to make that conscious decision yeah. to pay us. And it's not automated. We have them pay us you know, uh, month by month. We can have it automated when they want to, when they ask for it. But we usually don't because when they make that conscious decision, it's like it's worthwhile for them. That means the work that we're doing for them is worth it. And that's what we want them. That's what we want that. to embody as linker dots is, hey, how good of work are we doing for this client to make sure that they're with us month to month? That's one big, for, for me, that's something that I love about. Yeah. I, and we have no startup fees, no retainer fees, no cancellation fees. So you cancel at any time and then, okay, that's it. Uh, you know, and you keep all of your assets. We've heard of really terrible reviews <laughs> that this was actually yeah. some of the uh, three-star reviews. They said they, they didn't let us keep the assets. They deleted the whole thing. And I said, mm, that's terrible. You, you yeah. don't do that to people. The goal here is to help them succeed, not right. for just you to succeed. I mean, the goal is right. to have a, a symbiotic relationship between customer or client and company, you know, an yeah. agency. We also have a Slack channel that we directly communicate with our clients every that. day. They can ask us any questions that they want every single day. We give monthly reports and weekly reports. So they get uh, two different types of reports to say how everything is going. And we don't hide our work. If we didn't do something proper, let's, let's say on in one week, it's not a good week. We don't hide that. We're transparent with them. And then we tell them exactly what we're doing to fix that. Yeah. Hey guys, this is, the, this is our issue. We apologize. It wasn't the greatest week. This is what we're doing to make it right and to make it work. These are our strategies. This is our plan. And we're going to implement it right now and test it. And we're going to get this going for you again. I love that. That's Thank great. You. That's awesome. What have you learned through this process? I mean, it seems like you're heavily focused on customer service, which I love personally. Like, I think Thank that's you. everything, honestly. Um, but what, what have you learned through this process and are continuing to learn with your customers and clients? Because although, you know, I mean, you know a lot about digital marketing and you have these strategies and these tools, but I mean, it's so hard to perfect relationships, customer relationships. And I mean, I could see that's something, I mean, I learn and grow every day from that. Mm -hmm. Um, But what, what is something that you're learning and 
and as you grow this company um, that has been really essential for you? Oh, Shay, you have the greatest question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love them. (laughs) Something that I have learned, uh, honestly speaking, is without without being uh, too uh, sentimental here, but uh, compassionate towards the people who are going through because we've worked with quite a bit of startups and they do have their constant struggles. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about it, but sometimes it's it's difficult to when we're we're doing the best that we can for the companies and working with them. And what we what we what I've what I've learned personally is that sometimes it's hard for them to understand the whole strategy when we talk to them about everything. And you know, honestly speaking, that's why they hire us. We we will go through with them, we'll teach them, and then after a while. Uh, they kind of forget it's like they don't understand fully mm-hmm. why we're doing we're doing it so we'll, we'll sure. catch up on catch that catch them up on it again and it's just being compassionate towards look we we understand a whole lot I mean we've done this for so long and the the my the partners that we work with they've done this for 20 plus years yeah we've been in the digital market since 2001 they've seen all the different types of trends and right so it's compassionate towards the startups you know people who are and new and fresh and they're just barely put you know dipping their feet in in the water and getting them to really understand and embrace why we're doing what we're doing i we've heard of a lot of people getting one client that they've come from a traditional marketing aspect and they mm-hmm. transferred over to the digital marketing and that transition for them was a bit difficult yeah because some of the strategies that we were trying to implement or we were telling them it's not that it didn't make sense to them it, it, it's that yeah well I mean it didn't make sense but you know not not in the normal sense that they would understand yeah it's like a whole new book exactly yeah it's a whole it's a whole new book it's a whole new it's a whole new thought I had one client come up to me he goes hey we just talked for two hours and my head is exploding (laughs) and I said I apologize he goes you know what what do you do like this for every day and I said well it's, it's it's normal for me to go through this every single day and he said that's kind of crazy and I thought to myself (laughs) I mean, that kind of makes sense, you know, for some people. So it's, it's, yeah. it's uh, learning to look at them compassionately and say, look, we, we honestly truly want you to grow. And we want you to understand this stuff because we like to talk to our clients about the strategies that we're implementing and what we're doing because we want them to learn as well. I mean, uh, there will be a time where maybe things happen that they might not be able to pay us again. It's not because of our work, but maybe because money dried up somewhere and we've had this happen and we laid out strategies for them that they've been able to use. I love and that. that's great for it's us. It's amazing. You know, so it's like, hey, that's that's great. Our goal is to give you the knowledge that we can or to do the work for you. And we're very comfortable with doing that. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. I think you definitely stand out. I mean, based <laughs> off of what you told me already, I think that's Thanks, amazing. Thank yeah. Um, so kind of wrapping up, there's just two more questions I have for you. One awesome. of it being um, just what's some advice you could give some entrepreneurs who are interested in the marketing sector? What, what is some advice to just start or, you know, if they wanted to start their own marketing agency, I mean, what, what's your advice there? Am I allowed to give my own personal experience with? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So one thing is don't be afraid to spend money to test, Mm. test, be prepared to test. Don't be afraid. And I say that with my hands like this, because (laughs) this is something that for, for me, when I was starting triumph, I was very afraid to, to test. I was very afraid to spend money on marketing. Well, will this work? Oh, I have to make it perfect. No, you don't trust me. When I say, if you focus on perfection before you start a, before you start a company, before you start you something to, to focus on your mind, and this is a day-to-day task. Well, perfection doesn't equal sales it doesn't I've done stuff for triumph specifically sometimes at 80 percent or 90 percent and it's worked flawlessly and I thought to myself well there's issues here but yet it's just coming in and I thought did those issues really matter you know that's the questions that we need to ask I love that and that comes through testing because once we test so frequently what happens is that we, we see one thing. So uh, an example would be uh, I test for two months and then at the end of the two months, 
I'm testing, testing, testing. I find one thing, one thing out of, let's assume 500, 600 tests. And it just, it skyrockets, just grows. Yeah. And so don't be afraid to test. Don't be afraid to look at your customer persona and say, how am I going to create the best tests to resonate the most with you? And that's one thing that I would definitely say, because um, you're never losing money. You're collecting data. Yeah. And all of this data that you collect is essential for your business. Yeah. You know what doesn't work. You know what works. You know who you're targeting. And you're testing out your hypothesis. My hypothesis is X. Did X work? No. Test Y hypothesis and move forward. I love that. I think that is such vital advice especially when starting up like when you're thinking about starting up that is like the first like one of the first 10 thoughts I think needs to come to your brain is like you need to be open to test and I love that mm-hmm. um I've learned so much from you as an individual during this whole podcast especially mm-hmm. just like what like who you are what what background you came from and just how you started both of these companies um how do people find you on this podcast? Um, what is the best way to reach you and Triumph Supplements and Linker Dots? What are the, the ways people could find you? Great question. Uh, for Linker Dots, you can find us at linkerdots.com. So it sounds exactly how it's, how it's spelled. And Triumph Supplements is triumphsups.com. Uh, that's for the nootropic. If you guys are interested in trying that, and you could also reach out to me personally. I am very willing to <laughs> answer questions that you guys would have. So you're welcome to shoot me a text. Uh, my phone number is 801-638-1358. I'm very open to it. And Love it. one thing I did want to mention is don't be afraid to hire someone. If you don't, don't do all the work to hire someone to do this work for you, who's done all the testing before as well. So you can find us those three places. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Vinny. I am. Um, I really love this time with you. So thanks for being on the podcast. And my goodness, I, I really appreciate you taking your time today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. And I'm, I'm really grateful for the community that you guys have created and allow me to be a part of this podcast and this community. So thank you so much. Thanks, Vinny. We'll see ya. See ya. Thanks. If you'd like to learn more about Start, visit strt.com. Music featured on this podcast is by artist Angie Petty on her newest album, Timing. The single is called Timing.